Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through. While giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinara. And I'm Taylor. And we're so excited to have you back today. And uh, we hope you enjoyed last week's episode about imposter syndrome. We got a lot of great feedback. Um, if you guys have been enjoying our podcast, we'd love for you to rate and review and subscribe to our channel. That's the way that we get our name out there and help raise awareness for mental health and anxiety. And um, we just love what we do, and we are so excited that we're getting really good feedback. Um, and we're excited even when we don't get some good feedback. We've talked about that before. <laughs> um, but we learn from it, and we grow, and we acknowledge that this might not be for everybody. So if it's not, then I apologize. But there's like 5,000 million podcasts you can listen to. So enjoy that. Um, <laughs> 
So I want to jump right into it because today we have a really great topic um, that was requested. And I had done um, a poll today on the Anxiety Chicks Instagram page about what topic you'd want us to talk about this week. And one was anxious attachment, which we are going to do at some point. We do have an episode like back in the day that we did on um, attachment theory with a marriage and family therapist, Rebecca, who's amazing. So you can go listen to that too and learn more about attachment theory. Um, But we're going to dive into anxious attachment a little bit more deeper um, in like next episode or sometime soon. But today, most people had uh, decided in the poll that they wanted to hear a little bit more about how to set boundaries with toxic people in their life, not just family members, but like friendships and colleagues at work and what makes someone, you know, contribute to your anxiety and who, how these people contribute to your anxiety and what you can do to start helping set boundaries and heal your mental health when you have these types of people in your life. So I love this topic I because I will have a lot to say because I've been through a lot of people in my life that have contributed now that I can I, – I didn't know it in the moment, but that have actually contributed to a lot of my anxiety and some of my like social anxiety for sure too. Um, there's some people that like trigger – there's just like people that trigger me and just learning about – what type of people trigger me. Not that they're like bad people. Right, you know? right. They're just not for you. They're just not for me. Yeah. And I don't know. Does that – do you have anyone like that? Yeah, I, th- that I think it's like good – it's good to say what you just said because I think a lot of people are like, I don't want to be mean to anyone. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to seem like I'm better than all of that. So it's like, yeah, there there might be like a good person and a good friend for someone else, but if they're stealing all of your if they're energy stealers and they're just not not everyone is going to have a connection with someone. It's kind of like when you're dating too. Like just because someone I think I always tried to be friends with like the cool people, right? Where it's like, okay, they're the cool people, but it's like are they for you? Just because they're yes. the cool people, they might not be for you. And yes. it's like once I found who I was in my true morals, feelings, thoughts, likes, things I was genuinely interested in, interested in I was like, I mean, I, I've talked about this before. I cut off every single friend in college because I was just going through such bad anxiety that I was like, I need, like, I can't even be around anyone. It wasn't more, it wasn't that I didn't want to hang out with anyone, but like, my panic attacks were so bad. I couldn't be around anyone. And so, but in that moment, I found so much growth with friendship because I was like, who is feeding, like, who is actually check? like when you cut off those friends, who was checking in on you? Like, who was like, where are you? And it was almost like if I wasn't going to the parties or doing like all the events, I was kind of not really thought about anymore. Like kind well, of an afterthought. Well, right. And are they really your friends if they're not actually right. asking if you're okay? Right. Exactly. Probably so not. it was almost like, yeah, I went through that. But then in that moment, I had so much realization that I'd rather four quarters than a hundred pennies. And if I yes. have yes. two to three best friends, yeah, even one best friend who gives like me so much fulfillment and I love, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
that's enough. You don't have to, I think sometimes with social media, a lot of people are like, I have to have this like big friend group and like all these friends. And it's like, no, it's like, I, so I became more satisfied with just the people who genuinely care about me, the people who genuinely have the same interest in, as me, the people who genuinely uh, gave what I give. You know what I mean? Like I was such, I am such a giver and it can be so bad mm-hmm. to be around people who are takers because yeah. I will give, give, give. And and it's not just like giving things, giving energy, giving time, giving help. Yeah. I mean, I had this one friend and I felt like I was always helping her. I was always like doing things even for her schoolwork. It was just kind of, uh, she just like almost couldn't even see that I was doing so much. And then at the end of the day, like could care less about me. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. just kind of like, that's so toxic for someone with my personality trait. Well, that's such a good example. We kind of like jumped ahead a little bit. So I want to reel it back in because you just you just gave such a good example of how you set a boundary for yourself. But I want to get into that in a little bit because I want to talk a little bit more about – and you also mentioned something that I want to bring up, which is what kinds of – like what kinds of clues can you – be aware of when you're around certain people that do that that you can tell how they attribute to your anxiety or they contribute to your mental health. And so one of so we'll talk about a couple different clues of types of people. Again, they might not be a bad person, they're just maybe a type of person that n- maybe needs to work on their own stuff and it's just, you know, not the right person for you in that in your life at that point, right? So the one thing you said that I think for me is probably the first type of when I started my healing journey, when I knew that, you know, I needed to change something about my life because I wasn't happy. I started being very aware of the people that were in my life and not just friends, like my family, my friends, people like my my work environment, like who was I around in my work environment? Um, and the thing that you said about draining energy and how like I just felt drained after I was with them. I felt so – like to the point of exhaustion, I just felt they sucked all – everything out of me. And so I needed to kind of like recover for days after I hung out with this person. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it it just impacted my emotional well-being and my physical health and just like fueled my anxiety after I was with these people – and I just knew that I, I also asked myself, like, what is this person like? I'm feeling drained. How, how, what are they contributing to? Like, why am I feeling this way? I feel like if I'm in any, if there's any type of relationship I have, work, friendship, romantic, shouldn't they be contributing in a good way to my life, not a bad way? <laughs> yeah, I think I got to a point where I was feeling that way, but, and I didn't realize there was other people in the world that didn't make me feel that way. So I got to a point where mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm antisocial. Like I hate being around people because I'm so exhausted every time I'm around these people. And I guess I didn't realize, you know, in that moment that, oh, there's other kinds of people. There's other people that make me feel other types of ways. And there's more calm or gentle people. Like I think I was around a lot of like high energy where it was yeah. just like a lot for me, because I get overstimulated a little easy. So I think also in that moment, I was like, I'm such an introvert. I'm antisocial. I just don't even want friends. It's too much. I'm sick of being exhausted after hanging out with people. And 
also getting past that bias, you know, like that, that is that I can't, that I'm not meant to have friends, you know? Yeah. And, uh, just also, I, I don't do good in, uh, big groups learning that too. Like I'm not a big group kind of person, big, like 10 girls. I don't like that. It's, it's exhausting for me. It feels like a lot's going on. Um, and so I think just like finding that it's okay to have just a couple friends. I like more intimate. Let's be real. Let's do real stuff. Like I want to really know you. And I, I think I also got to the point where my time is so valuable and my, this world is so time, time on this earth is so short. I want it to matter. And if I'm doing things that are so pointless, like I remember just days of like when people would just go out just to black out, right? Like get so drunk. You literally don't remember yeah. the night. And it's like, yeah. you wait, you wasted that whole night in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like you don't even remember what you did and right. thinking that's funny. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I did it before, you know, but, but looking back, it was like, I wasted so much life and not, not to mention, like, I don't know what I did to my health. Like that scares me, but, <laughs> but it's like, that's wasted life that, I wasn't building genuine connections with those people. We were just right. like going out friends. Like it wasn't yes, genuine. Exactly. I think it's so hard too when it comes to like friendships. You are forced into an environment with certain people your entire life until you graduate college. Yeah. Right? Like if you do go to college until you graduate <laughs> high school. I mean, you don't choose to be in a classroom or at a school Right. You don't like, yes, there's a lot of people you can choose from, I guess, to like hang out with, but in your grade, you might not have that many people. And also you're a child, right? Like you're you're learning about yourself as you grow up in middle school and high school. You're learning so much about like who you are and what you like or don't like, but then you're surrounded by other people and you're trying to figure out, well, do I like that person? I'm not sure. But like in high school, in, in grade middle school and high school, you you want to be liked, right? And you are trying to figure out, well, I kind of like these things, but then people, you know, might not like the same things. Or does that make me weird if they don't like this stuff? Or, you know, like oh, you're, there's so much you're you trying to figure out about yourself at a young age that finding a friend is sort of like, okay, well, we kind of both like to play video games. Why don't we do this together? But there's so much more about a friendship than just like playing something together or like enjoying the same music. I mean, common interests are huge, but there's so much more to friendships and relationships than just those things. So yeah, you, you just hit the nail on the head with that one. Cause I feel like also growing up, I don't, I don't know if this is odd or if other people are going to relate to this, but I feel like I was a chameleon, meaning like I felt I had to fit in. So when I was around, say, Sally, I was like Sally. Or when I was around yeah. Amy, I was like Amy. And I would, I never let myself figure out who I was and what I wanted yeah. and what I liked. And I think that also is a lot of my people pleasing. Like mm -hmm. I just let everybody else's opinions be the facts and my opinion didn't matter. I really like, I really didn't um, value, I guess, myself from such a young age because I was always trying to just be like everybody around me just so maybe I could be liked, like you said, like, I, yeah. I don't think I was ever, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, well and I remember when, oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I remember when I got really bad anxiety, I had a really scary moment where I was just like, who am I? Like, I was like, what do I like? Like, I didn't even know who I was. Like, I'm like, right. who am I? 
Well, that's what I was just going to say. Like, we know how closely perfectionism and people pleasing are connected to anxiety. Right. right. And so when you're in this like false type of relationship with someone, if you're always constantly trying to please that person or be, you know, feel good enough about yourself or you're trying, you're expecting them to make you feel good enough, which is not possible, then of course your anxiety is totally going to spike and that's going to drain every piece of energy out of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so sometimes I guess, you know, the point of the last part of this conversation is sometimes, you know, it's not just the other person that's draining your energy. There's obviously things maybe you have to work on too, right? It's not just like bl- – it's this conversation isn't just about blaming other oh, people yeah, no. for everything. It's also about figuring out, well, why – what is it about this relationship, friendship or working relationship or romantic relationship, whatever, that isn't serving me right now? And why right. isn't it doing that, you know? So that's a good clue to – to think of when you're you're thinking about your relationships is like how much it drains you. Um, another one, another clue that I've read about that I think is something that is hard to, in the moment, it's kind of hard to notice, especially when you're in those middle school, high school, college, like after college years, because there's so much of this going around. So I'm just going to say it says like they bring out the mean in you, which basically means like negativity breeds negativity. So you might be around someone who really likes to gossip a lot or like Mm. talks about other people a lot, right? And you sort of want to be in on, maybe you have like a group of girlfriends or a group of friends and, you know, that's what kind of brings you together. You just like talk about like other people or you talk about, you know, I don't know. I used to have a group like that that I remember it was just all about like talking about each other when I was younger and I was just that, but I felt like included. So, yeah. but then I that remember thinking. Actually, that used to I give just, me anxiety because oh, yeah. it's like, if they're talking about the other girls to you, they're yeah, talking, they're talking about, about me, the other girls. Totally. I started realizing that and I'm like, well, what are they <laughs> saying about me then? And then, you know, then there was other things I just started hearing about that they were saying, I'm like, I knew it. And I just kept thinking to myself, like, why am I around negativity? Like, I don't want to talk about each other, you know? And sometimes yeah. it's different. It, that's talking about like a group of friends, like maybe there's, a, you know, someone in your friend group that you're concerned about and you're like, I hope she's okay. Or I hope, is there something wrong with her? You know, maybe we can get her some help. You know, that's different than just like being mean. Yeah. Right? And being like, oh my gosh, what is she? I can't believe she did that today. Or I wore that. Like judging. Like judgment right, is different, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think being able to really be aware of those people who sort of like, I like to say they sort of like to create drama, you know, and you can tell. I mean, I feel like if you're a self-aware person and you're starting to think, okay, I don't really like who I am when I hang out with these people or I don't really – I don't really feel like we talk about positive things when I'm around these people. I mean, you need to be the one that's more self-aware in those moments because obviously I don't know why they'd be doing that all the time. Right. So that's just like another thing that I feel like has really helped me when I was younger is recognizing like, wow, okay, I feel like I'm being more negative because these people are just negative in my life. You know? Yeah, and 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 sometimes like 
or recognizing that gossiping isn't, it doesn't fulfill you and make you feel good at the end of the day. And if that's not, some people, they love gossiping. Like it does not affect them. I think I was just raised in a family that it was like, that's not good. Like it's not good to gossip about other people. It's just, it doesn't make you feel better. It doesn't make anybody else feel better. If you have nothing kind to say, like don't say anything at all. Like you're truly hurting someone's feelings. And like, how mm-hmm. does that make you feel if that was if those things were said about you? And I think I always have that com- like that compass in me. And a lot of people they they don't have that, and that's not their fault. But yeah. I have that guilty conscious in me, which so I think it would always leave me feeling bad when I would do it. You know what I mean? And so it was never a good thing but i knew being around those people it was just always like gossip and that that was the way they hung out like they loved yeah uh gossip shows and the gossip shows yes. they would talk about other people and so it's just yes. it was it wasn't fulfilling it was that's that's kind of like the point of like yes why i cut out all those people is because it was not fulfilling to me and if it's not right. fulfilling to me it's a waste of my time Hi, healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform. And the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Totally. I think, you know, just something that came to me as you were saying that, I just, I also remember so many, you know, I work for myself now, which is probably a reason why I do, because so many of the work environments that I, and the offices that I worked at was like filled with just people gossiping about like work gossip. And that was even almost harder to set boundaries on because I I literally had to have this professional relationship and then people would be talking inappropriate with about inappropriate things to me and I wouldn't really I I knew it was a workspace so I guess I did set a boundary on that sense. I didn't actually respond to it. But I just remember thinking, um I don't know if this is the best work environment, you know, everyone's like talking about, you know, I just it was it was just not not appropriate. And so now I figured out that that's not the good work environment for me. So hopefully if you're listening to this and that's something about that, you know, think about that. It's just not – negativity breeds negativity. You just don't need it. You know what I mean? It'll get you farther in life by just being the kinder person. Like honestly, like it, you – you will get farther in life by just standing and and imagine if you just told those people like 
something positive about that person they were talking about? Like, would they be like, oh my gosh, like Taylor's not cool. Like, okay, then they can stop being friends with me. But what if maybe they had a realization of like, maybe Taylor's right. And like, we're all trying to do this to be cool. We're all talking this way to be cool. Like, Mm -hmm. and then you become the leader of the group of like setting the standards of we're going to be kind about people. We're going to uplift women. We're going to, you know, like so many people want to bring women down. Like, I don't see this a lot with guys, and I think that's why guys' friendship work out so well is because they're not sitting yeah, yeah. around just talking so bad about each other, you know? I like know. They're just having a good time. Girls, they just sit around, and they just tear women down, and uh, just yeah, so not worth it. Yeah, it's just – it's not. Well, and this kind of brings me to the next clue, and this might seem, honestly, very – um like matter of fact, like, of course, I'm not going to be friends with someone like that. But sometimes you don't even know. So the other clue is if someone is manipulative. And like, sometimes you don't really know that you're being manipulated. That's why they're so good at it. (laughs) Like, I remember when I was in my like, you know, high school years and like early 20s and stuff in college, I used to get so much shit from people when I would not want to go out. Like they would be yeah. they would get mad at me. Or I would say like, oh yeah, I, I can do this and then say like I couldn't because maybe I didn't want to or something happened. And people would get so mad at like they'd get angry at me. And I'm like, maybe I just don't want to go. Why are you mad? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why are you angry? I it's almost, I don't know. I I, I can't even I don't even I haven't even figured that out. I just remember thinking why are they making me feel so guilty for just doing what I feel like is best for me? I don't – and then we'd get in a fight about it. I'm like, why are we in a fight? Because I didn't go out that night or something or – you know, it was just – there was so much. Or what about – you're no fun. Yeah. You're so boring. You're yeah. so lame. I remember I had to have that talk of like, maybe my fun's not your fun and that's okay. Yes. Everybody's fun looks different. Just because your fun is going to a bar, a crowded bar where you're screaming over people, just to even yeah. get a word in, that's not fun to me. No. That might be your fun. That's not my fun. Call me when you want to do something else. I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, oh my gosh, why are you going home? You're so lame. Like you're going home. It's only like 11 o'clock. Oh my gosh. Like just stay. And I'm like, I don't want to – what? Okay. Um, and then they would like manipulate me into doing whatever they wanted me to do for them, you know? And that's another people-pleasing thing. So I'd get so anxious that they'd be so mad at me that I would just do whatever they wanted. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like didn't understand why I quit drinking. Like they just they were like almost put out by it themselves. I remember I went to a bachelorette party and I just don't drink. And one of the girls asked one of my friends, "Does Taylor not like us anymore?" And it's like I just like can't because understand like, the logic, so like I, or like or like that I'm judging them. And like I do not care if anybody drinks. Right. It's just not for me. It yeah. never made me feel good. And I think I did it to fit in. At the end of the day, it just – I don't want to do it. Totally. I live a very holistic lifestyle and that's how yeah. I want to live. 
no big deal. You do you. If that like have fun, have a blast. I'm right here. I'll drive you guys. Like I'm I'm the head DD. Like you know, it's just it never made sense that I remember when she told me that was like just because I'm not getting drunk with you guys, it means I don't like y'all. And like I think they felt I think that was something inside her that was judgment, like in her or that was coming out. Yes. I I don't know if it's always judgment because I think there's some people that feel like alcohol, like they might have some social anxiety and maybe alcohol is what makes them feel comfortable. So if they see someone that's not doing that, then they're uncomfortable because they're like, oh, you know, they feel awkward about something, you know? Yeah. Um, So I think, yeah, it could be like a judgment for sure. But then I think some people are just like feeling awkward because they see this, they see alcohol as this like crutch for social things because they have some anxiety in social situations. I know that's what it was like for me. I felt like I didn't even realize I had so much social anxiety until I started learning more about my own anxiety. And now I realized back in the day, again, with the blacking out and all that stuff in my 20s, I totally was just, I also did not like who I was and felt like every time I'd go into a bar you know, I had such low self-esteem that I would start drinking and then I'd feel great about myself, you know, right. and that was like a huge reason why I did it. Um, I mean, now ta- I can I can responsibly yeah. drink and I have some wine and stuff like that here and there, but I definitely, it's 1000% different than how I used, my relationship with drinking is just way different than it was at right. that age. I um, think also like... <laughs> they're having social anxiety like can you imagine being the one person not drinking at a bachelorette party it's like you should be like i'm so proud of like how far you've come yes you know like think back to i don't know i think a lot of people see me not drinking like some people that we used to hang out with as i'm better than them and i've never ever given that impression i literally say like i struggle with mental health issues like i don't know how that makes me better than you um i'm very open about it like i struggle with mental health and i don't think that drinking aids my mental health so i'm not gonna do it like i feel depressed when i do it i feel anxious the next day when i do it it's just not for me like i mean and i guess i've just it's it it's hard to be friends with someone who doesn't accept that boundary, like that I'm doing something for my mental health. It's almost like, how can I be friends with you if you can't understand that this isn't about you? I know like you like to make everything about you, but this is about me doing something for my mental health. And like if, yeah, I don't know, that that just is like an automatic I can't be your friend thing. Well, so that's – so let's talk about how we can start to set boundaries then because now we have some clues to become more aware of, you know, when someone is around us and and how maybe they're more toxic than we can imagine or, you know, how we can identify people that might need to be put on boundary control <laughs> because it's really, really hard to do that because once you set certain boundaries with certain, with certain people, um, they, you're going to find resistance from them. There are going to be the people that you need to set boundaries with the most are going to give you the most resistance. That's the reason why you're creating the boundary in the first place, <laughs> right? Because they are, they're not going to accept it. They're not going to understand it. The people that are will totally respect it and come back and probably ask you about it 
and say, wow, like, good for you. Tell me a little bit about what's going on with you. You know, can I help in any way? Can I support you in any way? But don't feel like you need to do any, you don't need to do this or you don't need to tell me. If you need some space, you need time. I totally get it, you know. And then you'll figure out really who your support system is. So when you can totally say no and listen to your body and listen to what your brain is telling you and what what serves you in those moments, and you can start creating boundaries with certain people and they really respect you for that, that's when you know that this person is a safe person. Right. 100%. I actually – it's kind of funny. I actually started like when I'm in a group of people – um, if I notice like someone's maybe a little more quiet and there's someone I wouldn't have normally talked to, I actually go to that person and make conversation with them. And I did this at my husband's Christmas party. Um, there was this girl who works there and her husband, um, he just was so quiet. And I just was like, I gave him the time of day, which I feel like a lot of people didn't do and don't do. And he actually went home that night and told his wife, he was like, Taylor is the kindest person I've ever met. And she was like, he like doesn't say that about people. And he's like an IT guy. Like he works at home. He doesn't have friends. And I was just like, that fulfilled me more than anything. And honestly, I prefer those kind of people because I'm that way. So it's like, we actually do relate. And I feel like I always never looked at those people because I wanted to be quote unquote cool. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's not me. That's so and I nice. never was the cool people. I was kind of a misfit, a little misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like those people. And I think recognizing that you find those people. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, I never would have thought I'd be friends with you. But hey, look at how we connected. And we were both sitting there right. like, oh, man, I was like, I have horrible social anxiety. And he was like, me too. And I was like, this is a lot. I was like, I'm probably going to be exhausted for two days. And he was like, me too. Yeah. Look at that. So great. Good for you. I think that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's such a, you know, it's such a, um, just look how it, it just, you probably think to yourself, I don't know, I'm not you, but just how much you've grown from things. It's just such a nice, story to hear after you talking about like how things used to be with you and now you know you kind of makes me feel bad find your people you know you can like find your people when you're out it makes me feel bad for all the people i didn't give the time of day who probably would have been the bestest of friends well you know what i mean i hear you i was in super nerdy classes because i was uh in the dietetics and i was in biochemistry and class classes where i never had a single one of my friends in and they all had classes together because they were like pr majors fashion majors and i was in these classes and i remember being like oh i wish like my friends were in here and like i never got to know the people in my classes and i'm like I bet looking around, like I would have had such genuine connections that lasted long after college with these people. And it's just like, I can't live with regret, but there's definitely people that I wish I would have given the time of day and been like, it's not all about being cool. It's not all about being popular. Mm -hmm. It's not all about what sorority you're in. It's not all about all that. It's so much more than that. And I don't know. I think some of them could have been genuine friendships that would have lasted a long time. Uh, but you live and learn, right? And so now I know, you know, like when I'm in a, a group, stop going for the loudest person who seems the most fun and look for the person who isn't talking because that's that's who I am at my core. I'm a little more quiet. I'm a little more reserved. And yeah, 
And if you feel lost right now, like you're like, okay, I just cut off all my friends. I feel I have no friends. Work on yourself first. Like what do you, what does a friendship look like to you? Yeah. And I think there's so many other ways to um, find like community, you know? So as we talk, as we talk about boundaries, like maybe you're at a point where you're thinking, okay, I definitely now know there's people in my life that I need to create boundaries for. And I mean, that could look like a lot of different things. Maybe you decide there's only a certain amount of time you can hang out with them. Like I have certain friends that I know if I can see, I, I, again, there's different layers of friends, right? It's like an onion, an onion. Yeah. You, you might have the core of like really, really, really safe, a small, safe, trusted people. You tell everything. And then the outer layers are maybe just some acquaintances or maybe social friends. And that's fine too. I still have boundaries for all of them. So like I have one friend that I know I will, will go out and get drinks and dinner and I know I am good for a month or two. Yeah, <laughs> I will be fine. And that is my boundary. I will see her yeah. again in a couple months and that's fine. And our relationship is fine. Um, and, you know, I, I have other friends where they might call me a lot and I'm not like a huge phone person. Um, right. I, I like to be with my boyfriend, but like with other people, um, I, I, you know, it's just about time too. It's just hard. And so when I haven't seen someone in a long time, I know like that phone call is going to just be a long phone call. And so sometimes I'm just like, you know what, she keeps calling and calling and I just text and I say, listen, can we just connect at this time instead and we can figure it out? I'm just like, sure. But that's my boundary. I'm just not going to call. I'm not going to answer every single time she calls me. Right, uh, like, right. You know, it's just so much. I'll just send a message back. Um, and, you know, when it comes to work, you know, like I told you before, if there's gossip and stuff like that and people are coming up to me, like sometimes I'll actually just say to them, you know what, I have to go to a meeting now and maybe we can catch up later. And I'll kind of just put a kibosh on what they're telling me. And uh, sometimes I'll say, you know, this might be something good to talk to the manager about. Or if you're having, sometimes I, I remember saying, um, you know, if you're feeling like this is really affecting your work duties and you're affecting you at work, maybe it's best to go to like HR or something if you want to talk to HR about something. Like I would I would redirect it like that so they would know that this is ac- if this is actually a, a serious like work pro- a problem at work and it's affecting your responsibilities to do it, like take it to HR. That's what HR is there for, <laughs> you know, like figure it right. out. Um, so yeah, so I think it's just important to remember with your boundaries, like learning to say no, reminding yourself that it's okay to say no, and that there means nothing about you if you say no and someone gets mad at you or someone tries to manipulate you into like feeling guilty that is honestly not the person that should be in your life in a real way because no one that is a safe person would ever make you feel like that. Um, And a lot of times when we are asked to do things as anxious people, there are certain environments that make us anxious. So people need to be patient with us. You know, when we're setting boundaries, we're really trying to set them according to our anxiety levels and figure out like how we can cope through certain situations. So we need to have compassion for ourselves, but other people need to have compassion for us too. And they need to show that they actually understand where our anxiety is coming from and that they can say, you know what, I get it. 
and I'm sorry that this happened to you and stuff like that, you know, and validate you instead of making you feel bad. Right, right. So if there's anything you got out of today's podcast, this is what I would say about friendship or any relationship. (laughs) This is what I tell the kids that I, the clients that I work with that are like seven years old. I say, friendship should make you feel good, not bad. So if there's anyone that you're around that makes you feel bad a lot of times, like sad or upset way more than when you're happy, then maybe they're not the right friend for you. That's like exactly how I say it to them. And I'm like, you know what? That's good advice for me and a lot of adults too. So, you know, it just, it sounds a lot simpler than it really is to do that at these days. But really, if someone's making you feel bad most of the time or like you're sucking your energy and it's just negative, that's it. That's all you need to know. And you need to start setting up those boundaries. I love that. Any last words, Taylor? Ah, <sighs> no, I feel like I rambled. I hope they got the gist. <laughs> no, you, you had great examples and I loved it. So you guys, this is a requested episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any other questions about this or comments, you know, feel free to email us at theanxietychicks at gmail.com. And um, we're going to try and answer some more of your questions in a couple episodes down the road. So that'll be fun too. And um, just DM us at the anxiety healer or health underscore anxiety or the anxiety chicks on Instagram. You can DM us any topics that you're interested in hearing about or just anything. And just remember to rate review and subscribe. Um, Oh, and go pre-order my book, the anxiety healers guide in the show notes. Um, You can get the link there and uh, it's coming out soon. So that'll be fun. All right, you guys, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them, all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well, so go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out, and as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.